Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Hi, Chicago Tabernacle. It is a joy to be with you guys again. While I cannot be with you guys physically, we thank God for technology. And with technology, I can be with you today. Now, I want to minister a word that I felt strongly impressed upon my heart as we turn into this year of 2021. 2020 to me has been an interesting year. Now, I use the word interesting because it was interesting to see how churches responded to a virus. A tiny virus, but a virus that was contagious and we saw how churches responded to it. And uh, through the response of the churches, I could sense that uh, some churches were more ready than others. Some churches uh, step up to become the sheep church, while others are struggling to be a sheep church. And so 2020 was an interesting year as I see how churches navigated the pandemic to become an avant-garde church. At the same time, 2020 was an unusual year. It was unusual because most churches, as we turn into 2020, we had our plans set forth. We had our vision put in place. But however, with the pandemic, we have been blindsided and we have been impacted. So it was unusual. And so churches that I have been witnessing began to set aside their goals, their plans. But Chicago Tabernacle, I want to say this to you. God is not blindsided by a virus. The vision and the mission of God continues to stay at cost. The difference here is our approach. The difference here is the strategies that we should be taking to navigate so that we can get right back on the bandwagon of God's vision and God's mission. And my prayer for you this day as we set ourselves in this year of 2021, that we set our face forward to see what God is doing and let's follow Him uh, courageously. And so I want to minister a word entitled, Pressing On Successfully. I believe you can press on successfully. In order to press on successfully, let's read a scripture from the book of Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3 is a familiar portion of scripture for many of us. It's a scripture that many of us who have if you've been attending church for a while, you would have heard sermons preached from it. And I'm sure Pastor L must have preached from it in the past as well. But this morning, let's take a different approach as we come before God. And so let's read and then let's pray. Early in the morning, Joshua and all Israelites set out from Shittim and went to Jordan, where they came before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your position and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of 2,000 cubic between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. And Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. 
Let's pray. Father, I commit Chicago Tabernacle before you. I commit the leadership of the church, Pastor L, Pastor Chrissy, and the team before you. I pray, oh God, that you anoint each and every one of them. As they hear your word, let them hear what your spirit has to say to them. Lord, it is not a man from Singapore articulating your words, but this articulation will be the very oracles of heaven into the spirit of every man and woman listening in. And so we give you thanks. We give you praise for that which you accomplished for your namesake in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now I've been watching your US election uh, with a lot of interest and then uh, I was shocked and horrified like many of you seeing the storming of Capitol. Uh, but you know what, church, let me just say that whatever political uh, parties that you support, I think it is time for us to set aside whatever and press on successfully. Because church, you can press on successfully. I believe that God has a place of success for His people. God has a place of vision and mission for you, your church, and for your household. And so it's important to lay aside uh, what is happening around us and hear from the Spirit of God what God wants to deposit into your life. It is important during this time to press on. Like Joshua said to the people, we, you have never been this way before, isn't it? I mean, the nation of USA has never been this way before. Yes, people can allude to the time in the 1700s, but you know what? You and I are modern humanity. We didn't live then, we live today. And so, for you and I, we have never been this way before. We have never been this way before having such a global pandemic that impacted the world. I mean, when we study pandemic and all those impacts, we realize they were regional. They were in a localized area, but they were never global. And so, we are pastoring in a world where we have never been this way before. And because of that, it is important to navigate all of this to press on successfully. Now, my first point in pressing on successfully has to do with the scripture in verse 3. Joshua told the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, when you see the Ark of the Covenant. Friends, listen, if you and I are going to navigate and press on successfully towards God's mission and vision for us, it is important to pinpoint the presence of God. It is important to triangulate our focus so that our focus is on God. So we need to pinpoint the presence of God. Because where God is, and when you and I can be where God is, that's where success will be. Where God is, and when you and I are able to pinpoint where God is and get to where God is, that's where provision is there. And so, the key here is to pinpoint God's presence. You know, the Ark of the Covenant represents two things. The Ark of the Covenant, number one, represents the presence of God. Number two, it represents the promises of God that are yea and amen. Friends, I want to say to you this day that God has a promise for you. The Bible is full of God's promises. God has a promise to bless you 
and not to harm you. God has a promise to provide for you. God has a promise for peace for you. During this time, as we are navigating through the, the global environment, it is important for us to see the presence of God. It is important for us to see the promises of God. You see, when you and I can see God's promise, it keeps us going. It is because humanity is not able to see God's presence and not able to see the promises of God. And that's where humanity loses hope. But you know what, church? You and I should be able to feel God's presence, see Him, and that you and I should be able to, to hold on to the promises of God that are yea and amen for you. Can someone say amen? You see, friends, I believe that as believers... While God is an invisible God, so you ask me, so how can I see this invisible God? You know, the thing here and the reality is this. The day you and I became a child of God, while we may not be able to see Him visibly, we can see Him in our hearts. We can see Him in our spirit. And, and we do that because you and I can feel Him. We can feel the tangible presence of God. And like today, in your times of worship, there was a tangible presence of God and you can feel Him in your spirit. We're not just talking about feeling Him existentially, but we can feel Him in the spirit. Yes, you can feel Him. You can feel the, the, the gentle tugging. You can feel the gentle nudging. You can feel that gentle voice that is on the inside of you. You see, the, the key here. For the nation of Israel, they were at a place where they are now crossing over. And so if you understand the background to this story, they have been wandering in the wilderness for all this time. An entire generation has passed on. This is a fresh generation. The only two from the past generation is Joshua and Caleb. And they, have, they are now leading the people right up, right up to the threshold of crossing over the Jordan River. And the Bible tells us the Jordan was at flood time. And then as they look across into the promised land, I mean, they could see the promised land so close, so close, so close. Yet before them and the promised land, is the Jordan River. And friends, the only way that you and I can cross the Jordan, the only way for you and I to cross over, break through every obstacle, break through every limitation, is to be able to pinpoint the presence of God. Another word to say pinpoint the presence of God will be this word, fix your eyes on Jesus. That's why the Hebrew writer tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus. In order to pinpoint, it means that you have to target it means that you cannot lose focus. You got to focus so hard, you have to zero your sight so that you don't see anything around you, but you see the presence of God. That's why Joshua told the folks, when you see the priest carrying the ark and they step in, you are to follow. Because the moment you can see, then you can follow. Are you hearing me? There is a word here, there's a revelation for someone. When you can see, then you can follow. Because if you cannot see, you cannot follow. You see, the ability to have prophetic dimension, a prophetic vision, the, the ability to have a prophetic vision will lead you into success. 
And so today, my prayer is that God will bring you to this place where you say, God, touch my eyes so that my eyes can be set on you. You see, friends, a lot of times we are looking left, we are looking right, we are looking here, we are looking there. We are looking at the environment. We are looking at what the economist is saying. We are looking at the news. Friends, stop looking at all of this. It's high time that Chicago Tabernacle, listen here, it is high time that you and I begins to pinpoint the presence of God. To pinpoint the presence of God means we do not see any other thing because the word see means to take your eyes off so that you can see. So that you can begin to see. The word see also means perceive. The word see means to have insight. The word see also means to have revelation. The only way for us to have the revelation is when you and I begin to see the presence of God. Because when you can behold God, when you can behold God, then everything becomes dim. That's why I remember an old, an old chorus of the church, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in His wonderful face, and the things of this world, the things of the earth, will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. We have a tendency to cloud the presence of God. We have a tendency to cloud the promises of God. And so it is very important as we, as we begin this year of 2021 that you and I begin to fine-tune our focus so that we can pinpoint the presence of God. Number two, if you and I are going to press on successfully this year, navigating all that's happening around us successfully, number one, pinpoint your presence, pinpoint the presence of God. Number two, Pursue His presence. Not only must we pinpoint our eyes on God, but we must pursue God. We must become a God chaser. It is so important to pursue the presence of God. It, you know, it, it, it is like when I first saw my wife, you know, when, when I first saw my wife in Trinity Christian Centre, that was, that was moons ago, many, many moons ago. And for the first time, when I saw her walk through the doors of the church, I mean, I, my, I pinpoint my sight on her. Ding. And I was just watching her. And I said, well, this beautiful lady is going to be my wife. Now, I haven't even introduced myself to her, but, you know, my eyes were set on her. Next thing, the next thing I was doing, I mean, I was pursuing after her. The crazy thing here was that there were so many, there were so many other guys that were hanging around her all the time. And I had to beat all of those guys. And of course, the best man won, isn't it? Uh, and so what I did was, I mean, I would come close to her, uh, hang out with her. Uh, whenever, she, wherever she is, I will come into her presence. I will pursue her. You know what I did? I sent her a letter every day. I sent her a rose every day as well. And, and, and that's the reason why I got her. So guys, if you are looking for a mate, listen very carefully, pursue them, amen. But in the same way, God is the lover of our soul, isn't it? Jesus is the lover of our soul. And if we truly, truly want to be able to be successful in life during this time, then let's pursue Him because when you pursue Him, you will find Him. Seek Him while He may be found. 
That's right. So when you seek Him, He will be found. And that's why the Scripture says in uh, verse 3, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of, of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your position and follow it. You are to move out from your position and follow it. Now, this is a very important instruction to move out and to follow. You, I mean, you and I will think that, hey, it's a no-brainer, man. Come on. You just, you just move. No. You have to understand this. The folks were wandering in the wilderness for years. They came to points where they were close to the promised land, but they never crossed. They came close many times. So close, so close, but never. And then they move away. And so, you know, this up and down, up and down, promise and then failure. Promise and then failure. Close to the taste of success, only to taste defeat. You know, this up and down. And I'm sure throughout the year 2020, there were lots of up and downs for us. So close, but not enough. And by this time, the people were weary. They were tired. They set out camp. In fact, I could, I could almost, I mean, with sanctified imagination, think about how some of those would be saying, come on, Joshua, we've been following, you know. I mean, we were young kids when we were following Moses and then passed on and now we are following you. I mean, come on, let's just set tent, let's just stay here. We are okay. We are fine with staying on this side of the Jordan where uh, the ground's still fertile, where we can have access to water. We are fine. And that could be true. Because some of us have been routinized by 2020. We are tired. We are tired of empty promises. We are tired of uh, visions of success that has turned into just pure dreams and for some of us, nightmares. I mean, we are just simply tired. Just like the folks, they were just weary from traveling. I mean, they were weary. They were tired. They have been traveling. And so Joshua was now issuing this instruction. Wake up from your slumber. Shake yourself up. That's what in essence is saying to Move out. To move out means to remove that which you have encamped. To, uh, to, to, remove, to remove so that you can move. To move out means to shake yourself out from your slumber. To move out means stop staying in your laid-back position. I don't know about you guys in America, but here in Trinity in Singapore, while well, some of the churches restarted with a hundred, you know, 50 and then went to a hundred, some went to 150. We never started. We never had, we never restarted church. And so I was noticing as I was looking at not just Trinity, but the different churches around the world, as I've been watching, I noticed a certain trend. People were late coming into worship now, even on a digital space. I mean, to me, I find it incredulous. I find it incredulous that now we have the benefit of technology and the luxury of convenience and home that we could just turn on our TV, turn on our computer, turn on our iPad and just join the worship services online. It is so easy, isn't it? It is so easy. And yet, folks were coming in late. Mm-hmm. Maybe not you guys in USA, but surely in Singapore. 
Singaporeans who were coming in late for services. And I was noticing, I mean, come on. You could just roll out of bed in your pajamas. Nobody's knowing. Nobody could see you. And yet they were late. Because you know why? We get routinized. We get set in certain ways. This pandemic has set us in certain ways. The environment has set us into a certain way. And because of that, apathy can sometimes creep into our soul. And because of that, you and I will not press on into success. You and I will be tempted to remain where we are and let's not rock the boat. Come on, Pastor Dom, don't rock the boat. I'm happy. But you know what? God is wanting you to move forward. God is not about to have you remain behind. God is wanting to usher you forward so that you can step into the place of success. And that's why they had to move out from their position. Notice the word position. Move out from your position. Move out from, from that which has routinized you. Move, shake yourself out from that which has entrapped you. Shake yourself out from that which has chained you to a certain position. Because the position of the believers is a ready position. That's why Jesus said to the disciples, do not say four more months because now is the harvest. Why? Because readiness is the state of the position that the believers should be in. Successful believers are always in a state of readiness. Successful churches are always in a state of readiness. Readiness to move when the Spirit says move. And so we need to pursue His presence. And so in order to pursue His presence, church, listen, don't allow yourself to be routinized. Get ready. Get ready. And I want to say to you prophetically right now, because the Lord will say to you this day, get ready, get ready, because the season before you is coming to a closure and a new season is opening before you and it's a season of God's refreshment. It is a season of God's recalibration. It is a season of renewal and God is calling you into that place. And so this season is about to come to a close, but you got to get ready. And so, I, I want to say to you this day, come on church, let's get ready to pursue His presence and step out into that place because when you step into the plate, listen, you're going to hit a home run. You're not going to strike out. You've been striking out for too long that you just stayed back where you are in the pit. But listen, get to the plate, get ready to swing the bat and hit a home runner. Amen. Number three, if you and I are going to navigate and, and press on successfully, you got to develop a passionate awe of God. you got to develop a passionate awe of God. You know, the Scripture tells us here that Joshua told them, but keep a distance of 2,000 cubic, or uh, in my translation, keep a distance of 1,000 yards. Keep a distance of 1,000 yards between you and the ark. I mean, why, why 1,000 yards? You know, that, that is something I don't, I don't understand. I mean, why, why must there be that thousand yards? And let, let me explain to you. It is so that we can keep a reverential awe of God. I want to say that again. It is so that you and I will always have a reverential awe of God. The problem with modern humanity is that we snuggle so close to God and that we lose the awe of God. 
Yeah, we treat God like a friend. And there's nothing wrong with treating God like a friend. But God is still God. God is still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm sure when you meet a dignitary, when you meet somebody of high standing, there is a certain awe of the person and, and because of that, you keep a high honour between you and the person. But when you lose us that, then we become familiar. That's why the old proverbial saying, familiarity breeds contempt. Familiarity breeds content. And so what Joshua was saying to them is don't be over familiar with the things of God. Don't be over familiar. So keep that distance so that you will always be in awe of God. Yeah. As little children growing up, we always look at daddy. Daddy is Superman. Daddy is Mr. Fix. And, and there is that awe of daddy. But life serves us a lot of lessons. And so as we're growing up, we, the all for daddy lesson. And when the all for daddy lesson, we become, we come to a place where we, we could be in danger of even despising daddy. In the same way, when you and I first got saved, I mean, God is like, wow, God. Whoa, God. Wow, you're doing all the miracles. And then now, there is no more miracles in your life. You know why? Because you have lost the sense of wow. Yeah, wow stands for wonders of wonders. And now we don't wow because we lost the wonders of wonders. And so there is no more, there's no more wow. There's no more that, yeah, that special thing. And friends, listen, let's not just treat God as a friend. Yes, I'm fine with you treating God as a friend. But listen, let's realize and let allow, let's allow God to be God. Let's allow Him to be King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so that you and I will follow Him with a sense of awe. Follow Him like, wow, God, you are doing this. Yeah, and that's why little children, that's why Jesus says that He will reveal to little children. That's why little children are blessed because with childlike faith, they come to the Father and they're always, wow, Daddy God, wow, Daddy. You know, and, and because of that, God keeps performing miracles. But when we lose the awe of God, that's when we stop seeing the miracles of God. Yeah, think about that. So you want to see miracles take place in your life and you want to see the success of walking the miraculous, living the supernatural, embracing you know, the invisible then let's have, a, let's have a wow. Let's have a passionate, awe, a passionate awe of who God is. Who is God in your life today? Let's enthrone God back into the, the throne room of our life and let God be God. Let Him be the King of Kings today. And let's have the sense of awe of who God is. Finally, if you and I are going to press on successfully, number one, pinpoint your eyes on God. Number two, pursue His presence. Number three, develop a passionate awe of God. And number four, prepare to be set apart. Prepare to be set apart. Verse five, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourself today for tomorrow the Lord will do an amazing thing before you. Consecrate yourself. The word consecrate means to be set apart. The word Consecrate means to be set apart. Why, why, why were they told to be set apart? Very simple. It's not just about the purification, but it's about 
God's anointing that is about to flow in and through our life. And very often, you and I have a way of corrupting the anointing. You and I have a way of corrupting the purity. Let me explain it this way. God's anointing is pure, isn't it? God's power is pure. It's all pure. In its purest form, in, its, in, its, in that purest form where I mean, it can do great and amazing thing. But you and I are human vessels. And as human vessels, we are not pure. There's corruption in our life. And when the pure power, pure anointing flows through in imperfect vessel, flows through corrupted vessels, rather, rather than imperfect, but rather corrupted vessels, when the pure anointing, pure power flows through corrupted vessel, corrupted vessels then destroy their purities of heaven. And so we don't see the supernatural manifestation of God. And the only way for that pure manifestation is when you and I become a consecrated vessel. Yes, imperfect as we are, we can still experience the, the pure touch of God upon our life so that we become a pure vessel being used to deliver pure anointing, pure power into our world. And so, to be set apart means we allow God to touch us as imperfect vessels. And when the Lord touches as imperfect vessels, He, make, he prepares in, you know, see, God prepares those whom He calls. He purifies those whom He calls. He set apart those whom He calls. And as you and I rally to God and allow Him to touch us, as we set ourselves apart, you know, to set apart means we have to put ourselves there. We have to put ourselves there. So we have to set ourselves in that place. And when you set yourself in that place, you allow God to prepare you. You allow God to, to purify you. You allow God to use you. Then, when the pure anointing, pure power flows through our life, out of it will come the pure manifestation of God. So it's not I. It's not about I. It's not about me. But it's about Him. Yeah. And so it is important this day, if you and I want to navigate successfully, we must already pinpoint the presence of God, pursue God, have a passionate awe of God, but let's prepare to be set apart. One way of preparing ourselves to be set apart, in, in Romans 12, it says, you know, that, that you present yourself a living sacrifice, which means we come today, we come right now as we come to the close of this service and we now set ourselves on the altar of the Holy Spirit and we say to the Spirit of God, Spirit of God, it is painful as the fire comes but let the all-consuming fire come and consume me totally. And so what we need to do is right now put ourselves onto the altar and then hold fast to the altar as the Spirit comes and it purifies us. Yes, it can be painful but for some of us it will not be painful but you know what? When God touches, there's going to be such a power that's going to flow through you right now. And that's how you and I can be successful in this 
year of 2021. So are you ready? Are you ready for God's power to flow through you? If you are, I'm going to ask you to stand right now all over this place. As you stand wherever you are, and as you stand, I want you to stretch out your hands and surrender to Him. And in a moment's time, I'm going to pray for you. And as I pray for you, I want you to keep your eyes on Jesus. You know, as you close your eyes, I want you to just see the cross. I want you to see the cross. I want, to see, I want you to just see and maintain that focus on the cross. And as you see the cross in your heart, in your mind, I, I want you to say, God, I'm taking steps towards you. I'm pursuing after you right now. Make me a God chaser and I'm going to chase you and I'm going to pursue you because your scripture says, seek the Lord while He may be found. And I'm going to seek you right now because you're going to be found. And as you do that and as you embrace God, get an awe of Daddy God. Get an awe as you embrace Him right now. Feel the sense of awe. And then as, as you do that, put yourself on the altar and let the Spirit of God do that special work. Are you ready? Are you ready? Right now, close your eyes, lift your hands to heaven. Let me pray for you. Father, I want to thank you for Chicago Tabernacle. I pray, Father, right now that the fire of God will come upon them. I pray, oh God, this day as they come before you, right now, Lord, let them take their eyes off the world and put their eyes on you. Let them take their eyes off the people around them and put their eyes on you. Let them take their eyes off the situations in the global world and keep their eyes on you right now. And Father, as their eyes are focused on you, as they pin point your promises and your presence. Lord, as they pinpoint your presence, let your promises that are yea and amen be birthed into their hearts, into their spirit. And then Lord, as they do so, Lord, cause their hearts to keep pursuing after you. One more step towards you. One more step towards you. And Father, as that happens, Lord, right now, put a sense of awe into their hearts. A passionate awe for you. Lord, let it be so passionate. Lord, that they will never lose this sense of awe. And then, Lord, as they do so, Lord, with their hands lifted in an act of surrender, right now, consume them totally by the Holy Spirit. Spirit of God, let the pure power of God flow through them. Let the pure anointing of God flow through them. And Lord, I want to thank you for miracles after miracles. I thank you, Lord, right now for healing that is taking place. Yes, the Lord is healing you. The Lord is touching you. Father, thank you. Thank you for the touch of Jesus right now. Oh God, thank you right now for vindicating Vindication. Thank you, Lord, right now for the power of favor that is resting. And most of all, Lord, I want to thank you that you are going to do amazing thing in the life of these folks and in this church called Chicago Tabernacle. And I pray, Lord, right now for Pastor L and for Pastor Chrissy. Lord, I want to thank you for their life and I ask Spirit of God that they will see a pure manifestation of God in their services from this point forth. And that they are going to see the pure manifestation of God in their life and in the life of the church. And so, Lord, I commit them into your hand. Do a special work in the life of each and every one of this. Father, do that special work right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for giving me this privilege of ministering to you. And uh, let's just continue to linger in God's presence. God bless you.